0: Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explain Book Club where every single Friday I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume. Of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Immonen, David Lafuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somni, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRoca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, and Pepe Larrazes. Ultimate. Spider-Man Venom Edition. Venom, 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 Venom,
1: Venom, Venom, Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom.
0: It's truly about that adrenaline momentum. It's true. We (laughs) never know what's going to hit him. It's true. (laughs) We were talking Ultimate Spider-Man, specifically Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 4? Volume 4? Volume 4, entitled Venom War. Venom War! Which... I've got a problem with. Let me just get this out of the way because it's not really a war. It's not really a venom war. Yeah, sure it is. It's a war at home. Oh, I am joined by the only two men who are (laughs) willing to go off technicalities and wordplay to join me in battling against a seemingly unstoppable threat that will not stop until it hunts down my father. First off. He's the man with the plan, man with the power. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson.
1: Hello. Uh, boy, you didn't have anything
2: for that, huh?
0: <laughs> you threw me off with your stupid Venom War From Home comments. It's the Venom War From Home, baby. I hate it. It's the Venom War From Home, baby. <laughs> oh, and he is former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent turned police detective. It's Jacob Brown.
3: Listen, I know what's going on here. So let's just save us a lot of trouble of, of what's All this dilly-dally, this tomfoolery, shenanigans. Just tell me what's going on. But what, whatever could you mean, officer? Listen, you're wearing the suit in front of me and you're not even wearing the mask. I, I don't know what you're talking about,
0: it's officer. A costume. It's cosplay. <laughs> I'm just a big fan.
1: Why do we decide to make models? <laughs> <in> George
3: Why? <laughs> I thought it was all Morty. It's like, oh jeez,
1: oh jeez. Hey Maria Hill, get your damn hands went <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: He's <a> good Crispin <laughs> Glover there.
1: <laughs> Way to take him down a
0: peg. <laughs> oh, oh man! You know what? If this story didn't do it enough for him, we have successfully brought him <laughs> oh, to his God. newest low. We just brought him to yeah. This th- that moment right now is what leads to the end. <laughs> <laughs> that leads to no night. more. <laughs> Uh, So we are talking uh, issues 19 through 22 of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, and this is an interesting one. This is going to be, I believe it might be the shortest amount of books we've read for the show so far. Yeah. Someone, one of our listeners will tell me that I'm wrong about that, but I think this is, it was an interesting, and this flew by, Yeah. like very quickly, flew by. To the point where I was already like halfway through issue 23 and I'm like, wait, 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 what issue am I on? Wait, hold on. No, no, I've yeah. a right ahead. Yeah, it flies. <laughs> and this is, uh, this, as we teased at the end of last week, this is the return of Venom. But this seems to be a very different Venom from what we're used to. He is not the giant Hulk monster, Eddie Brock, I want to be a college kid trying to sleep with a high schooler. This is something else. And I don't know if this is better or not. <laughs> I, it's
1: it, I I think it's better for the story. You're
0: not wrong. I do. He's think... he's terrifying in yeah. this, which is cool. Yeah, he he's. I think they've successfully taken the stuff that I absolutely fucking hated about about Carnage, about Ultimate Carnage, yeah. and infused Venom with it. And, and infused Venom it. with it. Yeah, I hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I yeah. I, I said this off air, but. Every th- This is how you should treat Venom. Yeah. And we'll get into it, but this is how you should treat that Venom character. Yeah. Is that Every time a symbiote shows up in the Ultimate Universe, it's a threat, it's a big problem, and it's a life-changing story. Terrifying. And I think that's really cool that mm-hmm. of the four times that a symbiote has shown up now, every time something drastically has changed in Spider-Man's life. And that's awesome. You can't say that about Venom in the 616, like, at all.
0: You know what I'm all. kind of surprised they've never done? They've never tried to do a clone story where someone tried to clone a symbiote Spider Man hybrid.
3: Ooh, that's terrifying. I feel like oh. if they
0: they would eventually get to that in Ultimate Comics, and that would be a great Jessica Drew Spider Woman yeah. story. Ooh, yeah. 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 And getting into the cloning of it all. That's who knows?
1: A- maybe if they ever, you know, go back to the Ultimate Universe and decide that
0: you there's know what? value know there. Once me and Malcolm reboot the Ultimate Universe, that is yeah, gonna be that'll the That'll be big the Ultimate Spider Woman Yes. that's going to be the big arc that Ultimate Spider Woman yes. is going towards. Cronenberg. Cronenberg
3: that shit, just Cronenberg. Oh yeah, it'll just be body horror. It'll it's just going to be
0: Dead Space with uh, Spider Woman.
3: Oh, oh God, no! Oh, actually, that's that's kind of that sounds great. That's pretty dope as
0: fuck. That's kind of dope as fuck. Do spider that. Wo- okay okay here, we go, here we go okay so spider woman spider woman former agent of shield gets a distress signal from the triskelion something has gone wrong and the entire triskelion is on lockdown no uh, word in or out no communications the lights are off spider woman has no one to go in there with her because she is a former agent of shield and she is the only one who has the access codes everyone else has been trapped inside she makes her way breaks in through an abandoned uh abandoned uh passageway only known by former uh shield agent maria hill who gets her inside and promises to keep the door open for her until she comes out but if anything else comes out maria will be locking locking it and jessica in seemingly forever jessica goes in there and finds evidence of shield uh experiments trying to replicate the success that was had on jessica drew while combining it with the most unstoppable force in the ultimate universe a symbiote using abandoned research from the late richard parker they try to combine it with the seemingly alive research of one doctor Otto octavius and succeed in making something but that something has gotten loose ultimate spider woman 12 issue maxi series book it that's something that's
1: something that's gotten loose has the potential to be the superior
0: spider-man oh that's what he was working towards that's, That's what he was here. working towards. And they, is, they, they uh, open it up with finding Otto's dead body. And it all comes around to find out that Otto set this thing loose, Otto set this uploaded, thing uploaded loose. his mind into this computer that is going to try and implant itself into this creature.
1: Yeah. And like in its perfect form, it looks like a Spider Man with the like arms coming out of it, like the octopus arms yes.
0: coming out of it. It's But it's all symbiote. Like, but it's all, all symbiote, symbiote arms. Is, yeah. This, yeah.
3: Is, this like, uh, is this like the monster arc? For uh, uh, from the PS One Spider Man, where basically he's like the yes. the Carnage yes. that goes on Doc yes. Ock and yeah the arms and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, that's that, yes. but so. it's fully
0: like Cronenberg looking like yes, claw, yeah, it's, clawing its way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and just what Ellen
1: Ripley in the middle of the Triskelion,
0: which is the Nostromo. Like yep. fuck, this. And you yeah. know what? Assad <laughs> Ripic on art after rereading. Submariner the depths. I opened okay, him right? on another horror book. It's oh, amazing, man. right? Holy so, shit, that yeah. book is so good. So let's Holy do that. Shit. Uh who writes it? Uh, other than us. Other than us. Um <laughs> either uh, uh Charlie Jane Anders or Nicole Maines. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Bet yeah. I yeah. think it'd be dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, Nicole Maines, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, drop your boy a line. Well, she does listen to the podcast every
0: week, so. Drop, drop your boy a line. It's time for you to write in for, for that mailbag, Nicole. It's time. Drop, <laughs> drop your boy a line. <laughs> drop your boy a line. I don't know. Uh, and that was some kind of uh, combination of pitch it and under the belt. uh the belt. Pitch the belt. Pitch the belt.
2: <laughs> pitch the belt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Under the pitch. <laughs> Under the pitch.
2: That's Under the good. pitch. That's Where we get dope really
0: stuff. into the pitch and then... And they then thirst, on, thirst after the creators that we put on the book. Hell great, yeah. Perfect. Love it. Uh, so Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man issue 19. Let's kick off this Venom War. Venom War. Kick off the Venom War with one of the best images of miles as spider-man just I holy think. shit i love this pose holy like they, shit! this pose has been utilized in so many different characters so many different mm-hmm. uh stories mm-hmm. it's fascinating it's a scene. great pose it's a great dynamic pose and once again sarah picelli absolutely fucking crushing it
2: Ooh, so good G yes. killer
0: uh someone who doesn't kill it it's miles he runs out of web <laughs> fluid <laughs> and absolutely clotheslines himself on a light pole uh and i love everybody it. sees it everybody sees it it's like that moment in into the spider-verse where he's like running on the side of the building and he slips down the building and it pops back up yeah it pops back up run away. Yeah. <laughs> it's hit by the drone it's, <laughs> it's so good it's such a great i love that's that. really funny um we see in class uh Miles and Genki now have to figure out how to make more web fluid, and Genki seems to have got it. In the background, though, I find very interesting is this girl. We've seen her before. Yes. She was the girl that yeah. was watching them. Uh, yes. Last volume of the volume before, volume before, probably. Yeah. Watching Miles um, in the
1: hall. Yes.
0: But she is once again speaking to high school Eric a problem. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. uh-huh. She's, she's uh huh. She's Gwen
0: Stacying yeah. it up right now. Oh yeah. Uh
1: this was the bit that last week when we were talking about uh or when you when you read the description for this volume and they said Miles' new girlfriend, this was the bit where I immediately thought, like, Oh, that doesn't make any
0: sense because that's not real. Because we that's just mis- see her in this <laughs> one it. scene and then we never see her again. That's it. Yeah. Super
1: misleading. Super misleading. Yeah. So- just no,
0: it's misleading as hell. Meanwhile, at a very familiar location, it's Oi. We haven't seen Oi. Oi in so long. <laughs> Oi, Oi. <laughs> uh, we see the abandoned Oi facility, and something is making its way through the building. Something large, something monstrous, something as black as night, and it destroys this facility. Like, it comes crumbling down around it, and coming out of the wreckage, fire and flames, it's Venom. Though, again, unlike any Venom hi- or no, any venom uh, host that we've seen so far, this thing is massive, but it's gangly, and it's like, it looks terrifying. I love how different it looks. It looks
1: so different. It's so cool. It's, it's very, beautiful. very cool looking. He he looks way more alien. Yes, yes,
3: yes. that's 100%. that's what I was going to say. Yeah,
1: or should I say, scientific? Uh.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, spoilers. Uh. Yeah. Um. Ooh, he's saucy today. Uh, uh, Miles and Gank here trying to figure out the uh, the formula to make new webbing, while a certain police detective. Comes to visit J. Jonah Jameson at the dailybugle.com headquarters. It's Detective Maria Hill. Detective Maria Hill, former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I would love to know what that transition was like. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to protect the world anymore i want to go deal with petty crimes <laughs> it's got it's got to feel a lot easier i'm sure the
1: police headquarters doesn't get blown up as much as the fucking Triskelly. you're not
0: wrong you're not wrong uh so detective maria hill is uh, investigating the murder of betty brandt and with a, I love this scene between her and Jonah because both of them have such a mastery of wordplay. Yeah, they're both feeling each other out. Which yeah, is really it's cool. really it's a chess it's a verbal chess match. Yeah, it's, I really, it's a well written really scene.
1: It. This is the shit that Bendis really excels at. Like when he's on it, he's on it.
0: And there's this moment where uh, Maria Hill's like, "Okay, but Betty Brant came to you with the identity of Spider Man, and you didn't want to run it." it's news you're a newsman and he and he says maybe it's news but it's not news i'm interested in reporting and she's like, because you knew Peter Parker. And he goes, because I learned a lot from Peter Parker. I learned a hero should be left to be a hero. I published a story sta- saying who the new Spider-Man is. Yes, I will sell a lot of papers. But then this new Spider-Man would have to stop being Spider-Man. And all of the good things he would do, whatever they would be, would never happen. And we get this wonderfully beautiful little uh, transpose behind Jonah. The scene from Ultimatum where Spider-Man is diving into the water to rescue people
1: it's a very wachowski-esque like yes. sequence it's very yeah. speed racer. Or very uh
0: edgar you know? wright as yeah. well or very edgar, edgar Wright. wright. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's the showing in the background of the frame yeah and it's it's incredibly cinematic and once again we've talked about before just how much this moment in time this incident changed jonah as a person and I love that. the that's best version play. of J. Jonah Jameson. It is. It is. Clearly,
3: it's so good. Because Ultimate Comics has so the best
0: hard. JJ and the best Aunt May. Yeah.
3: Yes.
1: And the best Maria Hill. Interesting take. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Interesting yeah. take. This Maria Hill yeah.
0: fucking rules. I don't think I've spent enough time with her yet to to make the distinction. But. I think even with spending enough time, not enough time with her, still
1: she rules compared to 616 six and six Maria Hill. Six and six Maria Hill
0: does suck sometimes.
1: She's sure. very frustrating.
0: She is, but she's also very good at her job in a frustrating way. Yeah. Yes. She's an uh, asshole. So <laughs> yes. So uh, we see they're at the dinner table. Uh, Miles Jefferson and Rio are. Just trying to have some normal dinner when they get a knock at the door and news reporters are bursting in trying to get uh, Jefferson's statement because him gunning down those Hydra guys last Mm. volume has gotten some media attention. And he's being hailed as a hero of New York, which he does not want. He does not want this attention. He does not want this adulation. He does not want people in his home.
1: Hey, here's a weird continuity thing. Why does Miles not know about this when he learned about this last volume? At the end of last volume,
0: you're right. You mentioned this.
1: Yeah, it really drives me crazy that literally from the next issue, it's a continuity error of like, wait, Miles is like, halt! You did what? What suits when? You literally learned
0: about this last issue at the end, and we're like staked about it. What the hell? So annoying. Genki shows up. He uh, he gets comically knocked down by the cameraman, and then forced <laughs> to just sit outside. Uh, then he's finally let in. I Jefferson. love how shook Genki is about it too. He's like, "Did you yeah. see that? Like, did you see what happened to me? That was you see a fully adult man fall on top of me. I was crying. I thought I was going to die." <laughs> he's so shook by it,
3: like, <laughs> like oh my god. My uh, life d- flashed before my eyes and it was only two seconds. This was the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> Miles, by the way, you still owe me five bucks from three
0: years ago. Yes. <laughs>
1: like, I did remember that you do owe me five dollars from that field trip we took to the museum. <laughs> remember I got you a soda?
3: Yeah. So yeah. that's interest as well. So, yeah. so I'm going to
0: so so need nine
3: dollars.
1: So I'm going to need that nine dollars from you.
3: It's going to help me get out a lot of jams. Thanks. <laughs> uh,
0: so Jefferson grabs his jacket, nice jacket, heads outside nice jacket. to talk to the uh, to reporters and wants them to tell him where where they got the information of where he lives. And then all of a sudden, he turns around. Oh, this page turn yeah this page turn is terrifying. i jumped out of my chair but it's also very uh late 2000s Uh, (laughs) for those of you not in the know oh my god in the late 2010s the scene scene was a bursting we had seen kids on the left, seen kids on the right, seen kids somehow on the ceiling. And every single thing that you would see on MySpace at the time was RAR XD. R-A-W-R lowercase x, capital D. And mm-hmm. these kids were all about RAR. It was like a thing. And I remember this distinctly because high school Eric was obsessed with seeing girls. And i get it yeah and it was (laughs) a cultural touchstone to the point that when i saw this this page turn i jumped out of my chair and then i couldn't help but just hear rar (laughs) and (laughs) i was laughing about it for a good five minutes um (laughs) incredible incredible storytelling uh chapter 20 Wonderful covers, this arc as well. Right? Excellent, excellent covers. Very, yeah. Very. Oh, the next cover is one of my favorite covers. Yeah. i love it. So we cut back to inside the home of the Morales family, and Rio has decided she's going to go out to try and find Jefferson and wants Miles and Genki to stay inside. All of a sudden, once she's left, they hear a crash. They go to the window, and they find this... Fucking gigantic, terrifying thing. Looming Look at his tongue. His father.
1: Yeah. His How tongue is, is taller will... than Jefferson. It's, his tongue is taller than Jefferson. But the way that his tongue is like segmented on this side. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks like a scorpion like, tail. It looks like yeah. a scorpion tail. That's so fucking Which cool.
0: for a moment made me think with him being hunched over like this. I was like, oh, God, we finally yeah. figured out what happened to Scorpion. PM. What happened to Scorpion?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, because v- design-wise, very similar to that first ultimate scorpion look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um You're but right. yeah, he is terrified. I think it's the the viscosity of his late of his uh of his veins. God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so thick. So it's such a great design. Viscosity? Vascularity is the word of Vascularity. Um, Vascularity. just the veins, the veins popping out of the neck. Like it is gross to look at. This is alien. This is a yeah. xenomorph. Yeah, yeah, he's just a xenomorph now. He's so alien looking, and I love it. It's and they have such awesome. a great choice. You know what else I love that Miles directly tears through his shirt to reveal yes! his Spider-Man costume. That's so cool. I love that shit. That's I such a great. I le- and you see that the sleeves of his costume were rolled up underneath his t-shirt yeah this shit is why secret identities are, are important good. because yeah. you get yeah. moments like this yeah visual storytelling is so much better when it comes to secret identities i
3: just yeah ah. This, this was like a desperate, like, uh, 90s Spider-Man because he would always wear a polo shirt and everything yeah, like uh-huh. that. And I was always like, how is he wearing his suit underneath that? And uh-huh. then he takes off his shirt and like, oh, he undoes his sleeves. Yep. That's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a suit. First of all, I've never seen a superhero just literally rip off their, like, clothes <laughs> like that. It's, like, it's so sick. Cool. It's, it's so sick. sick. I love it.
0: But then Miles is going to have to have to explain to his parents why he ripped through the shirt that they got him for Christmas yeah. uh, I've been working out he's like, <sighs> you're right he's like, Miles suits up, jumps out the window he's like, call the police, Gank he's like, I'm calling the Hulk
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Venom is shouting at Jefferson he's like, answer me Jefferson, do you know who I am? and he goes all oh, mask of the phantasm I'm the angel of death sick, sick as fuck. Sick. What else is sick as fuck? This Shoryuken that Miles hits on him in the next page just oh, absolutely yeah. wallops this man. Oh yeah. yeah, this is where it comes
1: super into good effect that like Miles is a little boy or is yes. like, you know, like a very young boy because he's so small compared to. He is a small boy. Man.
3: He is a baby boy. He
1: is literally his entire body is the size of like Venom's face and neck. Yeah
0: it is terrifying (laughs) but you know what that doesn't fucking deter him which is what this is all about he's like i'm going to punch up until you are down yeah and (laughs) this venom is like okay so spider-man isn't who i thought he was you are much shorter in person let's see who you really are meaning he thought jefferson was spider-man yes interesting and this entire time, literally, I am going through my Rolodex on who the fuck is this? Shiny who is pizza. this? That's who so is this? I feel like it's super obvious. It wasn't to me. No, I, yeah, same. And was I it because we read that last week? The week before, I think. Because that. No, well, was, no, no, no. You're that right. That was last week. That was last week. Right, that was last week. Yeah. But and you know what, listeners, I have the uh, I have the memory of a goldfish. I. That's good. Uh, didn't remember that we had uh, daylight savings. So this was a really fun start <laughs> to the morning for me. <laughs> um,
1: Listen, I've heard that sometimes the, the, the smartest animal is the goldfish. Why? And it, Because the goldfish memory only lasts for two minutes.
0: So we should all be a goldfish. Thanks, Malcolm Lasso. I appreciate you. uh, So the fight begins And again It's just this dialogue is so charged Where it's just like I'm dying to meet you I've come such a long way And I'm like what the fuck are you talking about Who are you Uh, We also get a really fun intercut Of Peter's first battle With the Brock symbiote Yeah, Which is really fun Uh, Miles is just trying to remember the, The tapes That Genki was showing him trying to remember how to beat this thing. And he also sees that Genki must have gotten the formula wrong because he tries to shoot some webs and it's just like the wimpiest, saddest looking webs we've ever seen. It's
3: (laughs) just snot. It's literally snot.
0: And you can tell because
1: it's not Thwip, it's spack. This is also green. For some reason, the first piece of green
0: webbing in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, Actually, this is probably... Due to the formula that they found being maybe an earlier version of Peter's web formula,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I do love that both of them are
2: facepalming
0: <laughs> at that. Yeah, too, the the facepalm is, is incredible. <laughs> uh, but then we see these sick looking tendrils coming out of Venom. Venom is, again, I we keep harping on this. His design is terrifying.
2: design is so cool, man. He looks so awesome
0: uh this at one point jefferson gets up as the camera crew is about to be like yo we gotta film this and jefferson wallops the cameraman which i personally don't understand why that happened jefferson is
1: in a real weird place right
2: now
0: clearly (laughs) he is just swinging on everyone on his side on everybody yeah uh, and again, I love the intercuts of Miles trying to remember the videotapes of Peter going through uh, Venom. I kind of wish this happened more often. Me too.
3: Yeah. It's it's kind of
0: fun. Especially like early in the career of him yeah. trying to remember, okay, I watched him fight this person. How did he beat this person? Yeah. I
1: think but to be really fair, cool he hasn't device. had a lot of that, I guess. True. True. You know, he hasn't really fought too many of Peter's villains from before, especially once who. Who would have been
0: videotaped. You're not so right. I guess I guess it makes sense. Uh at one point Venom has uh Miles in his clutches when Jefferson picks up the camera guy's camera and wallops him upside the head with it. Friggin' sweet, dude. It's so Venom cool. then just whaps this guy away from him, sending Jefferson into a nearby taxi cab. Miles hits a kick on his head. Venom <laughs> drops, but Miles looks over. And for this moment, I'm like, fuck, they killed Jefferson.
1: Yeah. You thought they Gwen Stacy'd him real hard, huh? I
0: thought they did. Yeah. I thought they did. But Venom isn't done. And Miles hits him as hard as he can. Battle continues. Cops show up. They open fire. Jefferson's breathing. Everything is chaos. At a certain point, Venom goes to eat a police officer and pick up his car, and Miles cannonballs himself through Venom's brain. Dude,
1: so cool! So just a good. fucking
0: sick panel. He just rockets himself forward, straight through Venom's head, does not do anything. Venom looks up at him, he's like, you son of a bitch. And then the fight continues. Miles is able to hit him with a venom blast and dodge his tendrils, and then the venom blast ignites and just disintegrates venom. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I always Whoa. love, I always love the little like venom blast to everybody who gets it. It's the delay there. is so good to me. The delay is so good. <laughs> why, why did you? And then, oh, just no. It's, I love. A-
1: that Go venom on. looks like at the end of spider-man 3 when the symbiote is off of eddie yes. and yeah. it's has got this it giant, like, like frame that's just yeah.
0: like wavering at him i love Oof. that it looks like
1: that that's yeah. so terrifying it's and there's so a moment
0: we're reading this i was like okay there's no body is this symbiote sentient same did it like gain some kind of object permanence and find it and this is like its true form this monstrous alien-like form Mm. but so it escapes into the sewers and the cops of course turn their bullets onto spider-man who escapes jefferson is taken to the hospital uh miles is able to get out of costume and get downstairs to uh keep up his alibi rio tells miles to go stay with genki gets the ambulance drives away and miles blames himself
1: the 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 panel progression on that last so page good
0: is wonderful
1: of okay real gets in the ambulance the ambulance drives off as the ambulance gets a little further miles starts to just like go into full panic mode so just lose and it. then just break down it is fantastic
0: yeah it's it is heartbreaking so we get to chapter 21 um discover rules this cover rules. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so really good. It's so Spider-Man. It's so Spider-Man. And we catch up not, a, not with Miles. <laughs> but with the girl from the wrong side of the tracks. Gwen Stacy is at the Starbucks. Starbucks that has clearly not unionized yet. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, hoping to get some coffee. And who's working the counter? The girl who waited. It's Mary Jane trying to make ends meet. I love that they have just committed to Mary Jane in glasses again. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's so adorable. Big
0: problem <laughs> for <young> Malcolm. <laughs> Big problem um the two of them uh are just kind of catching up on things when all of a sudden they look at the tv and they see the news report of spider-man fighting venom and i love this too local hero beaten in front of family (laughs) that's fucking new york new york man with a shot of jefferson being loaded in the ambulance Gwen's like, I got to go. And she runs out. And Mary Jane's like, I got to go. And her boss is like, no, you can't go. She's like, fuck you. I quit. And then leaves. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the hospital, Jefferson is taken into urgent care. Um, we've got police on the scene back at the Morales apartment. Um, and look who shows up. Detective Maria Hill. Uh, great miles, jacket. Great jacket. Honestly, great jacket. fashion icon of the week. Detective Maria Hill. I was yeah. going to say Gwen Stacy, but you know she what? I'll give it shit. to Maria Hill. Yeah, she wears same. the coolest shit. Yeah. But it's 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 stylish and utilitarian. It yes, absolutely. It's, func- it's form and function. Absolutely. This also is Jessica Jones. I imagine
1: she's like yes. late 20s early 30s. Oh,
0: early 30s like, easily. Age appropriate. Like I I love it. Yeah. She she is a heartthrob. Agreed. Uh she is a problem currently. She, she is a, a major lyric. problem for
2: me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a major problem.
0: So Miles and Ganki are trying to figure out what what to do. Miles is once again going over tape, including a direct panel rip from that first Eddie Brock Venom story, which I Fucking love when comics do this.
1: I can't tell if the other ones directly are or not.
0: I can't either. This, this one absolutely that for is. Tw-
1: for 10 years I've been wondering <laughs> if <like>, it's <laughs> a direct lift or not.
0: <laughs> but this one is for sure. This one
1: absolutely is. Yeah. This yeah. is this is that that great shot where Peter grabs the tendril that Eddie's shooting at him and just grabs it with one hand in the middle of the rain. Like it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. So
0: good. Um and Miles hits Genki with the "with great power comes great responsibility. He says, it's what Peter Parker used to say. It's why he was Spider-Man. And we see that Genki is not quite sure what Miles means. Miles is blaming himself for this. He says, this thing came to my house looking for Spider-Man. If I wasn't Spider-Man, this thing wouldn't have come here. And he's like, I have to figure this thing. I have to put this thing down before it comes after my family again. And that's when baddies arrive.
1: Gwen wait a and- second. Wait a second. We get we get backstory there that's really important on Genki. Go for it. Because that's when, you know, Miles is like, I, I got to get to the hospital. And Genki's like, listen, your mom told you not to. Do you remember when my dad died? Like how much help we were at the hospital? They just told us that we were in the way. Like, I, we've been there before, you know, like, we, we, we know the best thing we could do is just wait it out, find out what this was, find out how it happened, and just go with this. You know, like, and that's that's really interesting.
0: We get no, like, history on Genki otherwise. I was going to say, that's, it, it kind of raises the question, like, yeah, how did his dad die? Because yeah. the way that he's talking about it, it sounds like it was sudden. And
1: yeah. It sounds like it was really sudden and violent. And there's just no context for that. But I kind of love just that little bit of layering. It feels yeah. very natural, you know, to subtle up,
0: fleshing out. For not, yeah.
1: Not be like a reveal or anything. It just feels like a very natural, like conversational thing, which
0: yeah. is cool. And then so, that's when the
1: baddies show up. <laughs>
0: like Glenn sure. and Mary Jane obviously had time for a quick for a quick wardrobe change before they showed up at the house.
1: No, they were both wearing these same exact things. Are they? Yep. Yeah, because my first question was, why is MJ wearing that at work?
3: (laughs) Yeah, You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. What they're wearing, bro. She she had the apron and everything over it. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. But it's the whole like off the shoulder punk shirt. Yeah.
0: Both of them rocking off the shoulder looks. Yeah. Which were very popular at the time that this comic was coming out. Again, a problem for high school me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So this... This meeting of the minds, the four of them are like, okay, we got to go figure it out. We got to set up a game plan. And off on the distance, Maria Hill sees this unification. In the sewers, we see the Venom symbiote reemerge, and it is looking more monstrous than before. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because now it's been hurt, and rage seems to affect its appearance, which I think is astounding and it feels this venom feels like a force of nature
1: yes yeah. that is what ultimate venom feels like yeah and i but this one
0: specific this one even more because you yeah. don't have an origin like we had with eddie yeah we have this no thing this thing is just a, a monster and yeah. the more you hurt it the greater it grows it's a doomsday scenario yeah it's like you don't know what this thing is you don't know why it's here you just know it's killing everything in its path yeah and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point we see uh out of a drain pipe come the tendrils that grab a guy yank him in, grab another guy and it's it it's it where it's just like the guy yeah. looks up as he's grabbed by the ter- tendrils and he just goes no just this weak no and he just pulled down he's i'm assuming eaten and then this like no, i ain't eaten Straight up, this page of the girl, like, trying to call the police. She's like, oh, God. And you see the progression of a shadow coming up over her as the light dims around her. And as soon as it connects, 911 emergency, the last thing she sees is this Venom symbiote. Oh, that is a beautiful page of comic booking. That is a beautiful sequence of comic booking. Yeah.
1: that three-page sequence is fantastic.
0: It is terrifying. We cut to the Morales household where uh, everyone is trying to brainstorm a plan. Gwen tells them about the knowledge that they have of the symbiote. And they're like, why do you know so much about this?
2: (sighs) (laughs) I just saw it again.
0: (laughs) And Gwen says, I used to be one. And we fucking see, <laughs> Gwenage. Gwen Carnage, the Gwen with the Carnage face. It's so. Funny. My nightmare has returned. <laughs> there will be no rest for me, for I am in a unending cycle of suffering.
2: It's so.
1: Funny. A
0: circle, if you will.
2: Oh, this is
1: the best circle. <laughs> <laughs> because Brian michael bendis
0: specifically wants me to suffer <laughs> oh, specifically god. wants me to suffer oh my god. listen i think this one's I even hate. nastier
1: than it was like in the original appearance because it is not like dripping bits yeah the like, yes i know malcolm
0: i'm aware of the dripping bits <laughs> so
3: good it's oh my so god good. when you said full circle i couldn't even do the voice because of am laughing I will never know peace.
1: I will uh, never know peace. Peace was never an option.
2: No.
0: <laughs> because Brian Michael Bendis hates me in particular. Specifically.
2: No, man. Oh, he so- said,
0: you know what? Years from now, while writing this, years from now, I am going to simultaneously give Eric the best and worst thing he's ever read in a (laughs) comic. By taking Gwen Stacy, his one true love, and combining it with the only thing that terrifies him as a fully adult, grown 30-year-old man. (laughs) Ultimate Carnage. (laughs) Oh, man. it's so good so gwen gives the backstory we got to get him uh, on the podcast now dude oh shit. if there was a way to contact ben- brian michael bendis to get him on for this we got to get just, bendis on. it just, would just, just be two hours of me shouting at him me. about gwen carnage that's just, all just, it would be
3: just send an email who cares he won't we gotta respond. see if, we
0: gotta see if we can get him on
3: yeah just like we'll email. try we'll try If
0: you know Brian Michael (laughs) Bendis' personal email, send it to us.
3: Oh, my God, that's so funny.
0: Gwen gives us the full backstory, and there's this great moment, too. This really kind of uh, chilling moment where Genki asks Gwen, what is death like? (laughs) And she goes, infinite nothingness
1: he's like he goes I knew I
0: knew it. Knew it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's got this smug look on his face he's like i fucking knew like, <laughs> Genki is the best this volume was where i became like the biggest ganky a ganky fan Genki fit, oh yeah for sure yeah yeah
0: like he he's the, he, he might be the he, mvp of the whole volume he is yes. the mvp
1: of this volume he's so great and it just further frustrates me the ned thing
0: Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh,
1: which was even more further frustrated by reading the most recent issues of Amazing Spider-Man, which is fucking wonderful. It's a great, great arc. This arc was fantastic, but oh my god, every time I saw Ned Leeds's name came it's out, like, like god damn it, <laughs> fucking mad, because they ruined
0: two characters
1: with that.
2: <laughs>
0: um, so they uh, mentioned that the main facility of Oscorp had been destroyed, and they're like, okay. We need to figure out what our next step is. And that's when Maria Hill walks in, flashes the detective badge like she's Jake Peralta and mm-hmm. sits down with these kids to try and figure out what the hell they're doing. She's got good Peralta energy. She does good have call. good Peralta energy. She she's She's, she's like Peralta, Peralta some... and Santiago mixed together. <laughs> I was going to say Peralta and Rosa. Oh, you know what? That's true. That's true. She's got bad she's got mad rosa energy. She's got mad rosa energy. It's the jacket. It's the it is the jacket, isn't it's it? It's the jacket. Yeah. Uh so she's God, you know?
1: She would have been really good as Maria she Hill. She would have
3: been a great Maria Hill. I was Hill. just
1: thinking Beatrice would have been a great Maria Hill. I was
3: wondering if you guys like just fancasted you know what, her, right? You know there. what?
0: Honestly, Shit. though, too, if they don't end up, which would be a travesty, if they don't end up bringing Kristen Ritter back for Jessica Jones. Mm, the mm, yeah. That Beatriz, yeah, be incredible, yeah, and not just because we know she can rock a leather jacket. She can rock a leather jacket. Hell yeah! Uh, but let me just say unequivocally, Kristen Ritter needs to come back as Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'm not really in that camp. Get the fuck oh. out of here, Malcolm. <laughs> I'm not really in that camp. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, so you just want you you just want Charlie Cox recast as Daredevil? No, no, they are they are neck and neck for me when it comes to that superhero casting. What is your problem with Christian Ritter, Jessica Jones, Malcolm? It's not that I have a problem. It's just I I, I like that. What's your issue?
1: I just I don't I miss the old Jessica Jones portrayal. I think she fits, which is what modern Jessica Jones, (laughs) and she doesn't fit Alias
0: Jessica Jones. Nothing fits Alias Jessica Jones i think someone out there could you want to go back to the alias tv show with jennifer gardner you want to give that jessica you want to give that alias a try because you want classic alias there's your alias right there no
3: there's your alias jennifer gardner yeah i i'm right there with you and then like crying into the camera just going and then oh get out of here there you go malcolm malcolm
0: listeners malcolm You heard it here first. Malcolm wants alias era Jennifer Garner to play. do Jessica Jones. Agreed. Listen, we do a lot of joking around on
1: here, but don't you ever put me in the same sentence as Jennifer Garner. How dare (laughs) you? As a great
0: man, as a great man routinely says, get in the comments. You let us know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How much Malcolm has overstepped with this take?
1: Tell you what, next week I will come back with my uh, Jessica
0: Jones uh, recasting. Okay, but you also need to decide if you're going to recast Luke Cage with her. Uh, yes, or absolutely. Next week, absolutely. Or next week. Yeah, I don't need my Colter's Luke Cage. That's fine. Get the fuck. Uh, God Malcolm, damn it. <laughs> Malcolm. If I don't love you so much, I would hit you.
1: What can I say? Uh, so I'll turn the other cheek, brother. Yeah, which cheek?
0: Oh, welcome back to Under the Bell.
2: Uh,
1: this
0: yeah, time with guest was... host Eric Azana. Oh He's
2: my god! <laughs> I'm so proud Sorry, of you.
0: this this oh, this, hey, this Maria this, Hill got this, you acting up. That's
2: <laughs> 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 ultimate
0: <laughs> Maria Hill has brought this out of me, and I apologize she got, to our she listeners. Got you
1: acting rude? No, I like it. It's good. <laughs> she bad as fuck too she that is was for adorable.
0: sure horrible uh so <laughs> is <laughs> saying with no uncertain terms she's like look i know this you know this we don't need to go through the formalities of saying you're spider-man i know you're spider-man i love that it's very much like the uh uh, uh
1: when kong found out or yes. when Kong revealed that he knew, yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I wish that Spider-Man was nearby so yeah. I could tell him to go help his
0: friend." Like, it's very—is <laughs> that fun. what you want? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what a fucking character assassination of Kong! Remember when we loved that guy? Remember when, loved... yeah. Remember when Kong movie... was the best character?
1: And then in one very fallible moment, he fucking ruined everything off-page.
0: Yeah, it amazing. Thing.
1: It's kind we'll of a character take.
0: Never forget. Uh, We never see that guy again. Speaking of never forget, uh, we see this moment where, where we find out the uh, no,
2: (laughs) we find out that the
0: uh, the best way to get a cop to leave you alone is to start recording them. I'll forget that tip. Oh,
3: they're coming! I let out they're that secret. They're coming for me.
0: Uh, 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 while, 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 while I'm here, Brian Michael Bendis ruined Gwen Stacy. She was a good thing that didn't need to be ruined. Uh, oh my Kitty God! Pride needs,
3: behind you, uh, Kitty Pride deserves to be with Peter Parker. Oh God, we have you surrounded. Oh God, he's oh. gone. Oh my God, he's eric, eric is gone. That's oh it? my God, holy he's shit. Like, Oh shit, shit. they took him. They really took him out of there. Oh Oh, my god. Oh my god. Oh, I guess there's no better time than to say A cab, A cab, A cab. Oh man, Attica, Attica, man. Attica, Attica. Oh, I am Spartacus. They are dragging him out out of his room right now. This is some bad uh, listeners. This is really bad through the Zooming channel.
0: (laughs) The rest of this podcast has been redacted by SHIELD.
3: Ah, we just let that sit. What if we just, just, just
0: enough silence for the listener to be like wait what the fuck
3: <laughs> that
1: should just be the end of it and then you have to release the rest of it as another part
3: <laughs> next week on Geeksplain Podcast
0: Jacob has taken over the podcast <laughs>
3: what? okay I
0: did it. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget the what's up oh, danger of it all. That's so
2: funny.
3: I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I hope Kincaid is listening to this we to like let him know. God damn it. Oh man. God so, damn it. Oh, that's so
0: funny. uh Maria Maria Hill leaves once uh Gwen starts recording or no, uh Mary Jane starts recording her. We cut over to the hospital where rio is waiting for jefferson to i guess wake up to get any kind of news when all of a sudden venom is there and he has just gotten more terrifying i love that like off of his like elbows he's got, he's got like the spikes blades yeah yeah he's got scallops like batman <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's looking suspiciously also like Superior Venom, which I kind of love. I love that uh, Superior Venom design. Yeah. Yeah, he does, you're right. I love that Superior Venom. That whole you're Superior right. Venom story was great.
1: Hey, that whole Superior Spider-Man story is great. <laughs> what a, what a great you know what, what a great
0: 2 years of comic booking, huh? <laughs> what a great 2 years. Which brings us to the final chapter, chapter 22.
2: It's the final chapter. Did
3: They're illusions, Michael. They're not magic tricks.
0: Great, Paul. Something a whore does for money or candy. Um and I love it, it starts off with Maria Hill leaving the apartment, and Genki just goes, dude, that cop totally knows your (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. What a quote. What a quote. Genki, (laughs) dude, that cop totally knows your (laughs) Spider-Man.
3: What are you going to do? That's...
0: (laughs) And so Miles goes outside, and he's like, hey, look, I'm not who you think I am. And Maria Hill's just like, sure oh i'm sorry uh hey i'm not who you think i am there it is There it is. there is about. a monster killing people out on the street and 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 you walk into my house and accuse me you you, you you can't just and then we get the greatest call officer goes we got a 616 we got a 616 at the hospital I fucking see what you did, Brian Michael Bendis. That's kind of sick. I see what you did. A 616 is a symbiote problem. That's kind of sick. I like Suddenly that. Suddenly speaking to how there are too many symbiotes and too many symbiote events in the 616. hmm. Mm-hmm. Might not be at all what he was implying, but it's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. No, taking that's how from. I'm taking it. That's, that's what how I'm saying. That's my headcanon. Preach. Damn right. <laughs> uh, so there's a great moment where they're like, we have a 616 at Brooklyn General. That thing, it's there. All units need to get there. Miles looks at Maria Hill. He's like, is that where they took my father? And she goes, you'll get there faster than we will. Just such good writing. And the next thing we see, he, she's basically, she has to shake him out of his shock. She's like, listen to me. Do not fight him head on. You grab as many civilians and sick people as you can. And you get the hell away from that thing. I'll call shield. I'll get the ultimates. Go. And you see him just fucking sprint off, mask on. It's that Tobey Maguire running through the alleyway, <gasps> stripping off his God. suit, pulling the mask off, and sailing. That shit off gives into me chills every time I think <sighs> about it. It's so fucking cool, so good. Meanwhile, at Brooklyn General, we see this fucking thing tearing through the hallway in unintentionally the funniest page turn.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like,
3: <laughs>
1: This <laughs> it's just full panic. Yeah. It's, it's full awesome.
0: pan. It's that one single panel from last week that I actually created a meme template for of giant girl chasing after Miles. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's, it's this. It's yeah. this. Uh so Rio, because she is salt of the earth. She is trying to get sick people out of the way of this thing as it's tearing through the hallway. She gets, uh, I think, this uh, sickly grandmother, six one six Aunt May, into the uh, <laughs> hospital into a hospital room where a, a brave soul tries to stand up to this venom symbiote. And the the symbiote is like crazed. He's just like, "Where is my Spider Man? I will spare you all your pain. Just give me my Spider Man." His name is Jefferson. Where is he? This thing is psychotic. It is he's already forgotten. Yeah, it's already forgotten, and maybe that's because uh, Miles cannonballed himself straight through his brain matter. But like,
3: <laughs> yeah, he's crazed. Feel,
0: he forgot already it, that that Spider-Man and Jefferson are two different people.
3: I have a theory, and this is give it, me a theory. This is what I thought it was. It is. is basically it, when it got like hit and like it dissipated from the venom blast into the sewer it just reconnected itself and kind of reset itself
0: know like a I mean? jigsaw
3: like it yeah like so yeah. when it reconnected it kind of rebooted its brain a little bit from like what that's a what good take and just and just like yeah. came back out a little more fierce and more uh you know what we've been talking about just uh, more just animalistic
0: a little bit more crazed
3: yeah exactly that's
0: a great take jacob that's a great take down to
1: it doesn't have eyes no yeah Like that's why it's forgotten together. Wrong. Like it. it, It's forgotten. It's. It's. That's a great idea of visual shape. That's
0: a really good call, Jacob. That's really cool. I also love and also hate at the same time that its mouth, the mouth, the jaw kind of splits. I love that. So that the tongue can sit in
3: there. Yeah. It's cool. this is like Demi Gorgon alien yes combo is what
1: it is 100% true this guy's got his Vecnosee all out there
3: yeah
2: Oh God,
0: (laughs) and again like it's this weird like almost um obsessive possessive thing that it has with Jefferson he says his name is Jefferson Davis he's nothing to you he's everything to me he's mine yeah, and I. Ugh, I. Ugh. I don't so like lovely. it. It's terrifying. Give them to me, and I'll give you and die in peace. And then we just see, Aah! his fucking Spider-Man comes running down the hallway,
2: arms <laughs> <and is> flailing.
0: <laughs> it's either for me. It's either arms are flailing or he's straight up Naruto running at him i think it's a little bit of both i think it starts off his arms
1: filling and then he's like no lean into it he's like i i need the wind
0: drag against (laughs) me (laughs) and so he again cannonballs himself straight at this thing knocks it down this thing has gotten bigger yeah because miles is even smaller compared to it now yeah yeah and he is fucking he is guns blazing no he completely disregarded the advice that maria gave him and he's just like i'm going to venom blast this thing until it dies and he is just striking it over and over again and it's doing nothing at a certain point it overloads its arm it bursts and then reconnects like oh miles can't win he physically cannot win against this thing and so, Miles gets knocked into another room. Uh, Venom gets shot at by Rio, who picks up the cop's gun. I love her so much. She's so cool. I love her so much. Uh, runs out of bullets just as Miles is wrapped up by the Venom symbiote, and he begins to consume him. Fucking terrifying.
1: That, that last bit, is the I now know, like... I, the answer to all my futures inside you, and like Miles just being sunken into it. The like,
3: tear me, in his me. eye as he's, he's disappearing into Venom is oh, what kills me.
1: Setting, yeah.
0: Um. Yes. And then, and we oh, yeah, do it. Rio. Rio walks up to it, and it has gotten even more monstrous looking. It is just like it's now like too heavy to stand up right it's like on all fours resting yeah. with the tendrils just spewing out of it and Rio just says please I beg you I'll do whatever you want please give me back my son and it goes and oh fuck just the dread when it says your son and the tendrils slowly wrap around her and begin to raise her up And then all of a sudden, the Venom symbiote begins to crackle with energy. Miles bursts out of this fucking thing. Explodes and reveals the man underneath the symbiote. Just then, Maria Hill and the other police arrive, and they just start unloading bullets into this guy. Miles is, Miles grabs his mother, tries to get her out of the way, and it's revealed. They say, who is this guy? Which was my fucking question.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they have no idea. The symbiote then just starts to, like, twitch a little bit, and the cops just unload bullets into it. Which is fucking sick. Sick as fuck. Miles tries cool to get his mom York out of City the way. <sighs> Miles tries to get his mom out of the way and then we get the reveal. I am unclear as to what happened here whether it was the stray bullets or whether it was Venom himself. Uh, A great question. Regardless, Rio falls as Miles catches her and she realizes he's shouting, I need a doctor and she goes, look at you. Look what you can do. And then she hits us with the gut punch. She says, don't ever let him know. Don't ever let your father. And she dies. There are no words. We did not get enough time with this character, which is, I think, intentional. She was the support for him. She was the calming force in that family. And now she's gone. Uh, Maria tries to get everyone to evacuate. Uh, That's when Genki, Gwen, and Mary Jane arrive. And they find this scene. And they see Miles clutching his mother. We cut to Roxxon Industries in the aftermath of this event, and a report is being given where we find out the name of this venom, this new venom. His name was Dr. Conrad Marcus. Reports are already coming in that this divorced doctor of biochemistry is, or should I say was, on staff at the Research and Development Division of Roxon Corporation. We are still waiting for official word from Roxon as to what they know about this man and And how this has all come to pass? Was Marcus's violent mutation some sort of experiment or accident gone wrong? Police have yet to officially confirm that Marcus is responsible for the numerous deaths associated with this venom monster. We know this person. And it took me uh, up until very right here when they were giving us the breakdown who this person was. We met this person in the very first issue of Miles Morales' Spider-Man. This mm-hmm. is the doctor working mm-hmm. with Norman. And yes. we met him in the 16.1 issue when yes. Betty Brant went
1: to go question him about
0: the 42 spider. I didn't make that connection. My question, my, I think my biggest problem with it is we don't know how he got a hold of the, of the symbiote. No. When did this happen? Why yeah. did this happen? We saw the last time we saw him was he was a scientist who was working on something else. Betty Brant came to him and he's like, oh, shit, like we did something. We really did something. That's amazing. And then the next thing we see is him just as Venom. And I, I wish we had gotten some kind of development with it. I, I have two
1: thoughts on that. One, I like that we don't get more direct development. Um, But two... I like that there's enough pieces there for us to infer because where was he working when she went to go question him at Roxxon. Right. And then this further reaction from this boss of Roxxon kind of makes you think, okay, Roxxon's up to some sketchy shit. Right. And I think that maybe some of that shit was some symbiote stuff. He probably was working on symbiote stuff there at Roxxon Mm -hmm. and said, okay, well, now I know that we created. I created this other Spider-Man. I need to find out what's going on with that. How is this spider found? Oh, okay. Well, it was found with Jefferson da- or with Aaron Davis. Okay, well then, Aaron Davis. Let's look him up. Jefferson Davis, another right. Jefferson Davis must be Spider-Man. And which I, was what, which was what uh, Betty Bryant had thought. Right. He Thought that Jefferson yeah. Davis. So I mean, he just
0: stole her research. Yeah, he. That's know, where he got it when from. he
1: killed her yeah but
0: yeah i but I, at, I at the same I, time i if we if it does come out and we're obviously we're not done with miles adventures um though we might be by the end of this uh mm. if it comes out later that we do find out yes roxon was making symbiote like experiments my problem will be gone but i like that they it don't here, say. i i kind of like i it. kind of wish they did because I. That's it fair. feels like especially because we don't really know this character. Yeah, enough to make that inference. At least I I feel like I don't. He's, no, for Sporadic sure. appearances. That it's like, sure. Okay, but why? Um,
1: uh, it's the random cast member that's actually the serial killer of the thing, and you're like, wait a second. But I don't know anything about that guy. But we know that that character has their own story. That I guess that's true. Lived in, and is just we just
0: didn't focus. I guess on for him. me, he doesn't feel lived in. I guess is my issue. That's fair. Because he, yeah. he did he he didn't really feel like a character. That's fair. Jacob William. Yeah, please.
1: Whose side do you take? <laughs> <laughs> Civil War. <All laughs> Civil right. War.
3: Uh, oh jeez, I am I am the colonel that's enforcing the Anyway, uh, no, um, um, <laughs> I I I I agree with both of you uh, in the sense of like they're there, I kept thinking that I, I knew it was him, but I did keep thinking I was like, yes, he is his own character and he has his own story that it goes with. It would have been nice to just see one more clue because this felt like one of those like Attica Christie kind of like kind of detective stories and like in the sense <laughs> of like yeah. we have to uh, assume a lot uh, yeah. ma- uh, in order to. Realize that he is the guy that, that that our killer has been this has been this guy that we yeah. have not really paid attention to um, in the story, and it's always right. the person you least suspect in this sense. But um, but at the same time, it would have been nice to like just something to throw us off or something to either um, like entice him a little bit more to like make him a little more prominent. It, it just one more thing. That's all. It, that's all it needed. I think with that character is that it just needed one more thing to just secure like okay we we now remember this guy. This guy is actually a little more important than we than just being a guy connected to Norman Osborn at the same time as Peter Parker was getting his spider, there was this spider as well. Yeah. And also, you know, just like um the convenienceness of like meeting with Betty Brant and like and getting to her apartment, getting to his apartment and stuff, it's just like, yeah, there's there's a little bit there, but there's a lot to assume. And it would have been nice to just 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 figure out one little clue there. I didn't even yeah. think about it. I didn't even think about Fair. it until Again, like right I, here. Yeah. I had the
0: I had the exact same, you know, reaction as the fucking cops did. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like I don't know this guy. I don't know, I was, a,
3: I was also kind of a little upset about the point of like, oh, look, it's the NYPD doing their best again and like shooting an unarmed uh black man, like right there. Honestly, like didn't that's that's even think about of, it. You fuck, know, you're what? right, you're, fuck, you're, right. you're right, you're real right. That was distracting me more than this. So, oh, uh, shit. I, I didn't even
0: think about that. Yeah, yeah, you know what? The optics on that are not great, yeah, the optics on that are not uh, great, not great.
3: No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but But was but yeah, I I, I did recognize him enough when we saw him when when they showed his naked body and everything. And I was like, this guy looks like the guy that was the scientist. That's how I kind of put it together. That's how I put it it together was I recognized him.
0: I think I would have either, if they were going to keep it be the scientist, make him more prominent in the story prior to this, or if it was just going to be some guy like that we don't recognize and the characters don't recognize, leave him as a blank slate, and then we can tell the story of how the venom, sim- like what happened to get this venom
3: symbiote onto this random guy. Like, um, but uh, my my theory uh, on who he was, I totally thought it was Cletus Castet. I thought it was going to be that ultimate would have been
0: really interesting. Lita
3: Cassidy as this uh, character, and uh, and I and I was like, you know what? Be that that, so w- that would have made sense with
0: like the serial killer tendencies and the obsession and stuff. Right. Here's
1: yeah. here's the thing too. I I like that this story comes directly after the last one, and since this is about Venom coming after Jefferson, I think that the story makes you think like, oh, okay, if it's a big mystery as to who Venom is, maybe Venom is one of those Hydra guys that Jefferson shot.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, that would have been interesting.
1: I, I kind of yeah. like that, like, that's also a thing, an option on the table, especially yeah. since the story starts off with being about that, too. Right. You know, like being, being like that. some public figure now. Yeah I, yeah. I kind of really like the idea that, like, it kind of plays with you in a bunch of different places yeah. of, like, all these people who could ultimately be against Jefferson, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, earlier
0: I was like, oh, fuck, it's Scorpion. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you
1: know, it's yeah. a good whodunit. I'd, yeah. It's a very like good it.
0: who done it. I wish if they were going to stick with the who done it trope, they would have framed it in more of a who done it story. Would have tipped their hand a little more. Yeah. But just but just to put it in a who done it style story cuz this isn't a who done it story. This is a no. this is a monster escape story. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, uh either Mr. Roxon, whose name we can only assume is uh Corp is <laughs> watching this whole news thing and is basically speaking to his lawyer is like hey look we need to sever any connections we have with this guy make sure it can't be traced back to us and then he says what we're going to do is wait until no one is watching us and when I give the word I want to find out how Spider-Man became Spider-Man and why we can't figure out how to make a Spider-Man for ourselves so Roxana is up to some shady shit they're up to shit they've been up to shit we've known Uh this for a long time in Ultimate Spider-Man
3: So is this the first time? Is this the first time us meeting Mr. Roxxon Because I don't remember this I don't guy. I think I think no. like we've it, met
1: him it, once is, before. It is our first time meeting this Mr. Roxxon because the last one that we
0: met, he he wasn't a Mr. Roxxon He was he was the like, like senior board member or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was the guy that got left on the uh, on the clock. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: yeah. In the vulture yeah. story. Yes. yes. yes.
0: And got then it. we get the most heartbreaking page I've ever read in a Spider-Man or a Miles Morales story. Where Miles wakes up and for a moment thinks that it was all a dream. He comes out and he sees he's in Yankee's house. And that's when he realizes. Fucking heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. He then runs back into Yankee's room, shuts the door, reaches for his backpack, and pulls out the Spider Man costume. And he shouts, No more. No more no more as he rips the costume to shreds and that's the end of the story that's the end of this volume fucking legendary right this is a tour de force of a story yeah it does not let up from start to finish seriously and it has everything this is this is if we said the first volume is the Perfect Miles Morales origin movie. This is this is, this is the, the Empire Strikes sequel. Back. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. perfect sequel. Yeah, it is incredible. It's such a tightly told story in just four issues. Yeah, five yeah. if you want to count the sixteen point one. But like, it is so well told and so well paced. I love it. I love it. Uh, final thoughts and uh, what was your favorite part? We'll go to Malcolm first. I love the story. Uh,
1: it, it, this is. The ultimate trial for for Miles, man. It's it's a fantastic story. It's really heartbreaking. Um, I I really love the choice of of killing off Rio. I think it's super interesting because, like you said, we have uh, Malcolm
0: a loves violence, violence against women. Get all oh in the, <laughs> the
1: comments. <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: second cancelable take.
1: The optics of that are not great.
2: Right?
1: Not great I do think that they should replace Jessica Jones with a man. I, it's not that, It's not that, It's not because she's a woman or because she's a female. You know, I just think she has to earn her powers. You
2: know? In
1: case,
0: for whatever reason, this is your first time listening to this, we have to mention this is in jest. I swear to God, we have to put. I am I am going to go on Twitter and I'm going to make a Malcolm Russell Nelson parody account that specifically says parody. You can probably. I'm going to tweet all of the cancelable takes that Malcolm has had in this episode. (laughs) I'm going to pay for the blue check. It's gonna be great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Um, so no, I, I I really do
1: I think the choice of of killing off Rio is really surprising just because of the way that they play it with the story arc. Yeah. It could be either or. Like there's a lot of times where you think, okay, Jefferson's done. Like he's he's over. There's no way that there's going to be a Jefferson now. And that fits more into the trope of Spider-Man. Right. The right. male figure in his life. And then, you know, having the older female figure to, you know, uh, be there as the comfort. Um,
0: yeah. And this kind of subverts that, which I think is really interesting. And you know what? I, I don't mean to cut you off just, but no, just no, no, to no. that point. By the end of the story, we still don't know what's going on with Jefferson. No. no.
3: Yeah. Like yeah. at the no.
0: end of this, it's a question. Miles mark. could be an orphan.
1: He could. Like yeah. which would yeah. also fall into a trope of Spider Man. <laughs> sure would. But please continue. No, I just I I, I really love this story, arc. I think it's fantastic. I think this is the best treatment of Venom, easily is still the Ultimate Universe Venom stuff. Yeah. Um, it never gets better than that. Like Ultimate Universe Venom stuff freaking rocks, man. Uh this is the last time that you see Venom stuff in the Ultimate Universe, I believe.
3: Really? Really? Oh wow. I believe. That's I if memory sad.
1: serves, this is it.
3: And what a
0: way to go out. What a way to go out. What a way to go out. Um you you were around for a a good time, not a long time, Venom. I just want I was gonna say I I just want like a montage of just like in the arms of of him just like murdering
3: people and eating grand grandmothers. spawning more like into carnage and all that stuff.
0: stuff. No, we, we could skip that part of the montage. Yeah, <laughs> We could specifically skip that part of the
1: montage. Anyway, I, I love this volume. Uh, favorite bits in this volume. I love the Genki stuff. Yeah. I think Genki gets a lot of great character moments in this. Um, I think he's really wonderful. Down to, honestly, that last moment, uh, you know, oh. it's, it's a very memorable Miles moment, but that's a memorable Genki moment for me too uh of him just be like oh hey hey but like like hey, but. Uh, like uh, i don't know how to talk to you about that like i you get a lot just in that quick line reading which is really yeah. cool i yeah i think Yankee's my favorite thing about this volume nice jacob
3: uh yeah this uh this volume drives because of the fact of how incredible they keep bringing back Venom and every time I keep getting cringy about it, um, I want more of it. Um, <laughs> this was, uh, it was really great. Um, this was my favorite volume so far. And, uh, and I'm, really, yeah. I'm happy and slash disappointed that this will be this last appearance of Venom because uh, I, I think it's rightfully good to end here because it um, feels very much like a shit's Creek kind of thing where you like, all right, this is this is enough. This is enough for this character right here. Uh, um, and there's no more to go from there. Um, I love the mystery of like how it got created. And it was like, if this is the last time we see it, I'm like, oh my God, we're never going to find out like how the suit got here and like how that poor scientist got into it. And like, there's a whole story that we we don't know about that I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to touch into, but I'm, I'm hoping like, uh, you know, like, but I'm okay with that. Um I'm going to leave it with this. Uh favorite part is ganky Um ganky is MVP in this whole volume for me. Oh yeah baby. Uh, yes, sir. But but also the fact um as more as we get into this Miles, Moral- Miles Morales run the more it's tarnishing my love for the MCU Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. It is. Hell
3: yeah, it is baby. just Miles
0: Morales with a Peter Parker skin.
3: It really is. White ass miles. Yeah. I, like the like the making the, the 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 web fluid, and they were like, How did you get all the equipment to make this? And Genki's like, uh and it's like giving him a look, and it's it's okay. And it's and he's like, Oh no, you went through the Lego fun. And I was like, Oh, but you wanted that ultimate like Death Star. And I was just like, Oh my god, the Death Star moment in Homecoming when he's like uh-huh. here in the in the room <laughs> uh-huh. and Peter like comes in as uh, as Spider Man oh my God I uh-huh. hate how I a lot of this is mirroring that um, yes yeah also like Rio dying at the end I was just like oh my God this is just Aunt May at the yes end, at home. yes and, it is and I'm I'm very I don't I'm very conflicted of how I feel about that and I'm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm loving but I will leave it with this. I'm loving this this run. I'm, I'm I I can't wait to see more. I love the more ultimate ver It is feeling very much like Batman Beyond right now. It is very much the Terry McGinnis story and it's very much Miles Morales story, but it's more dramatic and it's more heart um uh, heart uh, warming and tragedy and all the fun that you need in it. It's really great. Um, it's definitely what Terry needed was like a best friend to talk to, um, rather than girlfriends to talk to. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that's I, the one thing. I know. Well, I, I disagree with that. Max was I, his best friend. There was yeah, no romantic. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but yes, yeah. but I see yeah. what you're
0: saying for sure. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. It, it, there still needs to be like more. Yeah, it was very cool, and uh, and uh, definitely pick it up. This is this 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 is just great. I don't know what the war aspect of this, but it was very, very good. Yeah,
0: that—that's my biggest takeaway from this: is Venom War, more like a Venom Scuffle. <laughs> wow. uh, a scrim.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, I—I I loved this. I thought it was incredible. Might be Crap. the best Miles volume so far. It's a toss-up yeah. uh, between this and the first one. I think they're so well-paced and well-told. Yeah. Um, Short pacing might be this in the second one. This works
3: really well. Yeah, it's true. If
0: listen, (laughs) if Stanley can tell the Galactus saga in what three and a half issues? Three issues. There's (laughs) no excuse for anyone to Mm. not be able to tell a great story in four.
1: There's no excuse for anyone except for Jonathan Hickman to be able to tell a story in four. Or There's Tom no King when it's strictly again. a twelve issue back. Jonathan McMahon, Tom King strictly when it's twelve issues, or Grant Morrison to be. They're or, or Jason Aaron, or Jason Aaron. They're the strictly only when it four. becomes a twelve. They're the only four. Or Brian Macbendis. They're the
0: only five. <laughs> They're the only five. So uh, that might give you clues to what we're doing next. Who knows? Uh, but I loved oh. this volume. I thought it was a really great story. Uh, Venom has never been more terrifying. I yeah. loved the characterization of everybody. The art was stellar. We don't talk about it enough. Sarah Pacelli is a master of her craft. Yeah, And I am so excited to see where we go next in the story. Yeah. Because again... I was reading this so quickly that I already skipped into uh, issue oh. 23. In the very first page, I was like, what the fuck? And I had to go back and look. Uh-huh. It's issue 23. Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah. that's going to be next week. But yeah, my favorite part of this, honestly, Maria Hill. Yeah. Maria,
1: fucking rules. Maria yeah, Hill. She's
0: good. Uh, we, we've already she's awesome. uh, sussed out the fact that I, I think she's a, she's a bad gal. But Ooh. I really, I thought she injected something that we'd been missing something that i think they wanted to have with uh, captain quaid but they really hit the nail on the head with maria hill in this and i think it's really oh, cool and i'm excited to see hopefully see more of her in this story yeah um but yeah so that does it for uh this week's book before we get into next week we got some emails which means uh malcolm what time is it it's
1: time <laughs> It's mail time. It's, 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 it's mail time. It's mail it's, time. It's, 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 it's mail time.
0: Thank you, Venom Malcolm. Uh, if you want to be part of the Explained book club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put, put ultimate mailbag or book club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here. Our first email comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Jacob. Jacob. Uh, He writes, Dear Geeksplain Book Club, another week, another collection of Ultimate Spider-Man. This week's reintroduction of Venom in the Ultimate Universe. I think the idea of this volume was to give Miles an arch enemy in Venom like how Goblin was to Peter. However, I don't think it's until Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's Venom run that it's ever been touched on. And even then, it's a whole different Venom. As for comics, I did what you guys apparently didn't do for Invincible and read through all of Astounding Wolfman this Halloween. <laughs>
3: yeah! yeah! <laughs> nice. It's all fun. It's a great read.
0: I will it's never read book. this book. You don't need to. You, yeah. uh, he writes, It was a fun ride with, a great ride with the great writing that I came to expect from Kirkman, but it ends on a cliffhanger that I don't think ever gets resolved. Yes! I've also been rereading my Moon Knight books, and... I have the entire Lamar, uh, Lemire and Smallwood run and the latest Jed McKay run, which, and I don't know if this is still the case, has been one of the best selling Marvel books right now, honestly. And this could be because I've been on a Tom King binge, but I really want him to take a look at Mark Spector as I feel like someone with his background would bring a really interesting view to him. I just ordered his Sheriff of Babylon book and I'm really excited to read it after Supergirl. Enjoy Sheriff of Babylon. It's great. Great book. Uh, He writes, sorry for the serious question instead of a fun one. If this is something you're not comfortable discussing on mic, then feel free to skip it. Uh, I looked at this, I screened this and I think it's an important conversation to have. So we're going to go ahead and ask this question. Hell yeah. He says, this actually leads me to a somewhat serious topic to ask. I also own a certain comic book run, written by someone who later turned out to be a controversial figure. And this got me wondering what exactly the right thing to do is when something like this is brought to light. I got some advice when a similar situation happened with the anime Full Metal Alchemist, the advice being love the art, not the artist. And I like that idea, but I don't know if that could also be seen as a way to ignore something bad for the sake of my own personal enjoyment. But on the other hand, it seems like it's a disservice to a project of any sort scale not to enjoy it because one person turned out to be a bad person serious topic over thanks for being awesome jacob goodhart so i i'm gonna i'm gonna get on my soapbox for a couple seconds uh do it you you guys Um, i am a big fan of uh being able to love the art over the artist i do think that it takes a village to make a comic book or really any story and To dismiss it because of one person being a garbage human being sucks. That being said, there is a specific comic creator that I loved growing up. I loved his stories. Um, Everything that he put out was a classic. And he was one of my favorite comic book writers. And that is Jeff Loeb. Um. He recently, if you're not aware of this, um, recently it, it was brought to light the last couple of years on his views of Asian people. And to make a long story short, uh, he does not view me and people like me as people who are worth telling stories about, and that hurt me on a fundamental level because again, I loved his stories. Daredevil Yellow is one of my favorite and one of the defining daredevil stories for me um superman for all seasons is an incredible superman story spider-man blue is still my favorite spider-man story even years on having a physical copy of spider-man blue is was a bucket list for me and i love those stories don't get me wrong i really really do but it doesn't make it easier for me to stomach the fact that he doesn't respect me as a human being or people like me. And that hurts. It's tough when you find out that your heroes, whether they be in your chosen profession, whether it be in entertainment, whether it be in uh, your work, don't live up to the image that you have of them. However, again... When it does come down to it, when I look at Spider-Man Blue, I don't see Jeff Loeb. Tim Sale is a large part, if not 85%, of that story and why that story works. And it would be doing a disservice to Tim Sale to write off that story, to write off something like Long Halloween, Dark Victory, to just write it off because Jeff Loeb is a garbage human being. I believe this kind of thing is on a case by case basis. I believe that you truly need to kind of set your own boundaries for it. And just because you love a story by someone who is someone who is less than beloved doesn't mean that you can't support that story. I still love Spider-Man blue. I took time uh, during the pandemic two years ago to Write out an entire script to turn Spider-Man Blue into an audio drama. And one day I'd still love to do that. But you do need to be smart about what you choose to support. I don't personally pick up anything new that Jeff Loeb has put out. If I do pick up a story that he has had a hand in, I try to get it secondhand. It's about what your personal values are and what you believe in and how you choose to express them in your artistry and in your fandom of a piece of art. So um, yeah, honestly, it's up to you. Uh, I don't think anyone's gonna you know, chastise you for saying, hey, I love this, this book even though this person is writing it. But just be mindful of stuff going forward with those writers with those creators and it's not just writers There, are, oh boy there have been a couple artists in the last couple of months who have shown themselves to be garbage human beings but mm-hmm. it is up to you and on a case-by-case basis and down to you as a person on what you choose to believe and how you choose to express that so that is just me that is me on my on my stand soapbox uh do you guys have any thoughts on this
3: you kind of nailed it, really. Honestly, uh, there's like um, it's it's it is definitely by um, what you feel. Uh, what uh, it, it is a case by case kind of feel to it. And um, yeah, um, gosh, I had something, but uh, you kind of just took it all out. Really, you did really well. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to add. I had something. It's gone now. It's gone now. <laughs> Sorry, my- it's, it's it's okay. <laughs> It was great though. <laughs> um jeez. Oh, yeah, l- l- like uh I was just gonna say like that like I still love um um <laughs> I still love the these these types of movies uh, I'm gonna say hear no evil, see no evil, superman returns, and uh baby mm. driver yeah. and all these movies that have like a, a specific garbage person that I I still love Sometimes these movies. multiple sometimes multiple yeah yeah yeah, exactly i i i love i love uh like watching these movies i I, it's not gonna take me away from it sure seeing the person is a little like discomforting but at the same time uh that's not them on the camera that's that's a completely that's a character that's a character that's on screen and that that person is just playing that character uh but but i do agree you have to be mindful of who and what and what you see and who who's doing what because of just like you don't want you, I, I I get the fear of like I understand the fear of like not wanting to promote this garbage person, not wanting to not wanting to uh, uh influence them even more for the for the the misdeeds they've already done yeah. um and uh, yeah, it's very conflicting it's 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 always. It, uh, it's not it's very accessible nowadays to know a person's true colors um, just because like that's how well connected we are now. Um, and, uh, y- you know, there's, there's 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 just just try to be a good person. That's like really all you got to be. It's just just know that you you you, you have you are a good person and that what you like and what you love and what you read and what you watch and what you do. Just uh, is, is your own thing, but just be mindful of the fact of like um, how you disregard um, outside of that. There,
0: Malcolm. Any thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much in the same camp. Uh, I I often have a hard time with this, um, and I, I I think it's n- n- never to uh, never to lessen someone else's impact. Uh, but I or how something impacts them, but I think it's uh, even harder. I think for the three of us being uh, minorities, all from um, marginalized groups, yeah. yeah, all from marginalized groups, because that that tends to be the the crew that is uh, uh, spoken out against the most with these kind of acts and with these kind of people. Uh, these people are, tend to be the ones who speak out against marginalized groups or do something to impact groupings of marginalized people. Um, I I always have a very hard time with it because I think, yes, it takes a village to create a comic or to create a movie, but there's certain forms of media, and I think comics is a really hard one, where certain things are definitely very easily identifiable with the people creating it. Yeah. I think the words in comics are very strongly. I mean, you can read a Brian Michael Bendis comic and know it comes from Brian Michael Bendis very easily, right. even if you don't see the name on the cover. You know it's going to be him. I think the words in a comic, very just like the art, you can recognize someone's art, you can recognize someone's words. And so I have a really hard time with comics. Um, we're just going to be naming names here. Uh, I have a very difficult time to, you know, read a, a Warren Ellis comic now. Yeah, because the Warren Ellis comic definitely feels like a Warren Ellis comic, yes. but knowing where Warren Ellis is, I have a very difficult time with that. Brian Wood, um, you know, uh, honestly, I the one I'm most conflicted with always, and we've talked about this off off air, is the Jeff Johns of it all. Right, um, you know, Jeff Johns is in the middle of a lot of this kind of controversy, uh, specifically a lot of claims of being racist towards black people and treating black people the same way that Jeff Loeb treats people of an Asian of Asian nations, you know. And it's 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 weird for me because I, you know, I grew up on Jeff Johns stuff. I think right. Jeff John's ran the table at DC, you know, and for is so long, yeah. For so long. And I still mm-hmm. think might be the best DC creator in the modern era. Like, and that's that's a hard thing. You know, I I <sighs> Especially because I, I don't know where I land with that argument, right. you know. I think there's enough, there's enough evidence to go either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Uh, but it it because of where all of that is, you know, how all that was presented, honestly the parties presenting it as well. I think there's, you know, some discrediting there. Like I, I don't know how to feel about all that. And as a black person, it, it bums me out. Yeah, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. real bummer. And it's something that
0: I wrestle with almost monthly. <laughs>
1: Especially now that he's
0: putting out uh, monthly books again.
1: Exactly. It's something I wrestled <laughs> with even this week. <laughs> no,
0: same. Yeah, uh, you know, so
1: it, it's it's hard, man. It, But really i uh, like like i said i think comics makes it even harder than you know if you go to see a movie you know and you know it's a joss whedon movie you know it's 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 pretty easy to know whether you're going to write that off or not right um Mm -hmm. but it's it's difficult it's very difficult it's not an easy thing but the best advice i can say is just go with what feels right to you um you know, for sure. Like there's, there's definitely personal levels of comforting personal levels of boundaries. If you can avoid giving money for these causes, great. Um, yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I am of the people that I know, I am the loudest supporter of last year's uh, West side story movie. I think West side story is the best movie that I saw last year. Mm. Um, I waited until it went to Disney plus, uh because i did not want to pay for it because of the ansel elgort of it all right Uh, ansel elgort is a bad person um a bad gross person and i did not want to support that with my money despite really wanting to see that movie because of everybody else right it doesn't hurt that he's a the worst performance in a movie and b even though he's like the lead male like he's not super the focus of that movie you know, and walking yeah. away from that movie, it, it felt like it had been restructured to make him not the focus, which is a good idea. Um, but if I had missed out on that, I would have missed out on what I said. Like, I, I think the best thing from last year, you know, if I had fully decided like ah, I'm just not gonna do it at all. So it, it's it's a very difficult thing, but really just know your comfort level and know where you stand on something. I, I can't argue if you stand one way or another, you know.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like our our opinions expressed are strictly our opinions. Yeah. Um, yes. If you Absolutely. fall Not a defining thing. If you fall in a different direction, that's totally okay. Love what you love. Don't be a dick about it, and just kind of carry on. That's kind um, of it. Love what you love, and don't be a dick about it. We yeah,
2: that's <laughs> all you have to do. Just be <laughs> exactly. kind.
0: Uh, so, yeah, Jacob, thank you for the insightful email. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so these just... questions are never uh, are never unwelcome. No, because, again, like we're we are three marginalized, uh, marginalized guys. Malcolm is black. I am Asian. Jacob's gay. Like, we're all in this together. Like, we want to make sure that these conversations are had because they're worth having mm. and they're never going to go away so we might as well have them instead of ignoring them wait a second am i black if you're not going back and listening to some episodes of this podcast is going to be real awkward (laughs) 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 i wanted to make sure we weren't retconning something (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. and you thought even pre established that's a good thing (laughs) wait you thought i was gay i thought jake was just brown yeah i mean he 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 could be more than one thing malcolm We're not all defined by just one thing, Malcolm. That's not true. What? That's the next tweet going on the verified Malcolm account. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Parody, Malcolm.
0: So thanks again, Jacob, for the the email. (coughs) Next up, we have an email from our boy, Bri, who actually started his email. Another entry from your boy, which I love. Hey, Uh, I like it. He writes in honor of the numerous below the belts with jacob and welcome i would like to know your thoughts on ships that i think are otp okay first up, and, and these are ones that i had not heard of before so i'm very interested in this and you run them let's thoughts, go thoughts. i'm first excited. up martian manhunter and john henry iron steel he writes, ever since Superman and Lois introduced this character, he's the character I really wanted to explore more of. So I became obsessed as I read his comics and any subsequent appearances he's had. Why this pairing might you ask? For one, I think this relationship makes a lot of sense as both are family men who have their lives entrenched in a familial relationship. Plus, I just love the mental image of these two men raising their daughter Natasha Irons together. It's so wholesome and great since both these men are tied to Superman mythos. You could argue that Martian Manhunter isn't part of the Superman family, but I think he should should be instead of just doing nothing with him it also yes. brings a fun dynamic as john is the more public facing hero as john jones is the more private hero as he is a private investigator also jones needs an earth family that i think john and natasha could fulfill sort of like a kratos-esque journey with atreus and Faye if you've never played the recent god of war game so let's tackle this one first how do we feel about this love it I i've like never it. thought about that yeah i've never thought that about is... it either a really good idea. Yeah, and it would be very interesting to take these two men who are very traditionally straight with yes. the establishment of their families uh-huh. and children, and yes. put them together as a pairing.
3: This sounds it's like Wiccan really... and Hulkling putting to, making them together. That's the kind of it relationship I kind of say for yeah, sure. Very much an adult version of that relationship,
1: especially like that. especially because you know John Henry Irons, classic black. Uh, John Jones classically classically depicted as black. Yeah. Two very large black men in a relationship together is a super rare thing.
0: Incredibly rare. That's a really interesting idea. And also with both of them being named John. Strange, the parallels, I think.
1: Honestly, (laughs) this is this is gonna be a controversial sentence. Way to take two really boring ass characters and make something really interesting.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I will
0: say as an aside, uh, if you haven't picked up the uh, Death of Superman 30th Anniversary, the John Henry Iron story in that is ace. Hell yeah! Cool. So I'm excited good. to read that. I'm. It's great very
1: to read that special. It was like
0: the second book on the pile I read this week. Really, really good stuff. All Ooh, three stories fresh? are great. Uh, it was. I like knowing. Uh, Fantastic Four number one. Oh okay. yeah I'm really excited for everyone to read it this week And then be immediately mad because They didn't solve the mystery in the first issue Can't wait Because everyone's going to judge it the same as they judge The current Spider-Man run right
1: Hey you know what's stupid is that it's literally the same Exact thing as the Spider-Man
0: run <laughs> Yeah it's kind of weird It's kind of weird that's if people come out and say they love embarrassing. The, the Fantastic Four book but they're mad about the Spider-Man book.
1: Also, here's interesting. a thing. Here's the thing. It's interesting. Uh, fantastic Four number one felt like a really good one-shot. Didn't feel like a Fantastic so Four number one much.
0: I felt, felt like that it really was a fantastic thing. one-shot. It was a great annual. It
1: was, yeah. it was a great. It annual. was a great annual. Fantastic Four number one. I'm actually really mad about that book because I love Dan Slott's run, and like I'm really happy that Dan Slott's back on Spider-Man. Right. Uh, I think that book has been excellent, but like I really love Dan Slott's run on Fantastic Four. And I thought, and you know laugh. what? Honestly, I loved this issue. Very good. Yeah, I th- I, I love this issue as a thing story.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a Fantastic yeah, wow. Four story <laughs> up until. Well, I mean, aren't all Fantastic Four stories just thing stories? Let's be honest. Mm, here. Let's be honest touche. here.
3: This touche. man, this monster. Uh, touche.
0: But yeah. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, Fantastic Four full circle. Read it. Pick it Fuck, off. I haven't read, read it yet. It. I'm. I haven't so either. Funny. But. I heard from someone who is in the know that it's a basically a sequel to this man, this monster. And yeah. I'm like, I need yeah. to read this immediately. Yeah. I have it. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's on yeah. the to read pile, but yeah, uh, go read it. Cause Alex yeah, Ross I'll is incredible. You. Alex Ross is incredible. All right. So, uh, big thumbs up on that first ship. Yeah. The second ship. Wonder woman and Zatanna. He writes, listen, if you're not going to have Steve, Edda, and Diana in a poly relationship, then the next best thing to pair her with is Zatanna. I've always wanted to see these two interact, and I got that with the Justice League Dark 2018 run. I'm a bisexual man, and I do believe her relationship with Steve is important. But some writers just don't infuse that relationship with chemistry or pathos a lot of the time. And to be honest, I've never liked the chemistry between Zatanna and Constantine in all iterations I feel like these two are an entirely optimistic couple who see the best in everyone plus I always see Zatanna as the more performative of the two since she's a stage musician magician musician and wouldn't be opposed to doing drag and perform at Themyscira this is also another case that I think Zatanna fits better with Wonder Woman family mysticism and gender expression just goes smoothly with her character also DC make a pride special in which Zatanna performs a drag show in Themyscira you cowards Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> First off,
0: definitely here for that. Definitely um, here for that, for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Can I add an element to this and then add it'll be literally it. perfect for me? Add uh it. because both Wonder Woman and Zatanna are my two absolute favorite love interests for Bruce Wayne. So throw Bruce Wayne in there,
0: Ooh, make it a Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you are just like DC. You just got to throw Batman in everything. Don't.
2: You? <laughs> I know it's the only time we're gonna, it. gonna do
0: it. That's the but next literally...
1: cancelable Malcolm tweet on the parody account.
2: <laughs> literally,
1: both of them are my favorite ships for Batman. It's the two of them. I agree with
0: Zatanna for sure. Yeah, like, I love the two so, together, especially because yeah. Bruce does fucking hate magic. Yes, uh, but yeah, yes. I, I and like, that's why I, I love like him, him and, couple a lot.
1: and Diana together. Yeah, I, I mean, totally the Justice League cartoon absolutely spoiled me with that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. absolutely spoiled me this with little me. piggy. Oh, love man. that episode. My blue, my blue, my blue. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that idea of the two of them. Yeah, that's hot. Together, that's, that's really, really cool. That's really good uh he writes many thanks for the episodes also what's your top two otps from marvel and dc respectively uh let's just do our favorite otp we'll we'll each do one malcolm who's your who's your OTP? my guy
3: <laughs> Jacob. uh what does otp mean one true, one pairing. true pairing one true what one, one true pairing. pairing the
0: couple who should always be together oh, your favorite pairing. couple in yeah. comics
3: yeah uh it's mark grayson and uh adam eve that's nice awesome. That's Fuck, like, honestly, that is it. yeah it's my favorite relationship i've ever seen in my life yes hell yeah uh right now actually it's getting kind of controversial because right now it's actually bernard and tim drake right now hey actually, it's kind
1: of that. Hey. hey fellas hey fellas watch titans
0: Watch Titans this season. I have a complicated uh, feeling about that Titans thing. Because, I know you have a complicated feeling about Titans in general. No, but just on Titans in general, but on this as well because Bernard is depicted as like twenty five, and Tim's supposed to be sixteen. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think Tim's supposed to be like sixteen in this show. He was specifically—he was named, like early twenties. He was specifically named as sixteen last season. If they what? retconned that, they retconned that. But he was specifically 16 last season.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought he was, like, early
0: 20s. Yeah. If that's, that's the direction they go in this season, cool. Time skip me up. But Interesting. me as, <laughs> as, as, as an idea, I don't love it. Okay. Because I love Tim and Bernard so much. And I know that people are going to use this as an excuse to be like, oh, fucking Tim or Bernard, whatever is wrong. Yeah, you're right. No. You're, you're right. But either way, uh, Tim and Bernard in the comics, thumbs Hell up. Yeah. Yeah. Big thumbs Hell up. Hell yeah. Uh, for me, it's Clark and Lois. Always has been, always will be. Hell uh, yeah, They baby. are the best together. Mm. Um, and then he writes as a ps my segment of hot take from the many segments of your show i think peter parker as the default spider-man stories are kind of oversaturated ben riley should have been the spider-man who met with miles i'm sorry y'all i love that issue too but i think peter just needs to retire because i feel like that's the end point of the character uh i kind of love the idea of spider-man being miles meeting ben riley because i love riley
1: because they're both the second spider-man I think that's a great idea. I think it's incredible.
0: And if they ever do a Spider-Man 3, that's what it should be.
1: That should have been Spider-Man 2.
0: (laughs) That should have been Spider-Man 2! Um... Which we will get to in this podcast, don't you worry. Are uh, we're talking but, Ben
3: Riley as in like the black guy that would that created Jessica Jacob, Jones? I will hunt
0: you down. It's not, it's not I will t-
3: fight you on the moon. <laughs> it's it's like, why would why would you want that? It's I will like, fight I mean, it's you on nice. the moon, Jacob.
0: I would like that um, with Jessica Jones. But Drew. real quick, real quick, hot take of the week. Hot take of the week, real quick. Je- uh, Malcolm. I already had it. It was my Jessica Jones thing. Yeah, you're right. You had it. Jacob, your hot take of the week.
3: uh uh, you you know uh i um anything like
0: anything anything Anything. doesn't matter it can't be about comics but anything hot take
3: okay uh you know uh hey there's a book called warlock holmes that does like a magical version parody of uh, sherlock holmes it's a it's a novel series i'm into it right now it's really good (laughs) check check that out that's jacob's hot take that's
0: jacob's hot take yeah, love Warlock it. Warlock
3: Holmes. Eric, Check what's your hot
0: take? Uh, my hot take, Namor is good, actually. Uh, let's go ahead. That's and... not a hot take. <laughs> is that a hot
1: take? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's super good, actually.
1: What do you mean? He's a good boy.
0: Uh, guys, we're in the middle of No Namor November, so we need to we need to be careful about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Supposedly,
0: um, our next supposedly on the podcast. For this week, it's non-stop Namor November. It's non-stop we'll Namor. Non-stop yeah, Namor. exactly. It's got to be non-stop Namor, baby. Non-stop uh, Namor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian, for the email. Next up, we've got Adam Stringfellow. Adam writes, Adam. hey, team. Hope y'all are doing well and having a good week, and hopefully all three of you voted this past Tuesday.
2: Yeah! Right.
0: Uh, Goddamn right, could. boy. Uh, for my question this week, I wanted to ask y'all this. Do you prefer comic book characters having families and being parents while still being superheroes? I know that I do. As I get older, I'm 28, currently 29 in February, which, fun fact, I share a birthday with Batman on the 19th of February. Nice. Happy birthday. I didn't know
3: Batman had a birthday.
0: (laughs) I like to see, I mean, anyway, uh, I like to see the heroes I've grown (laughs) up with continue to grow with me. For example, the moment that I connected with Superman more was when DC made him a father. Batman is more interesting to me when he's a father to lonely children and creating a family with them, headcanon with Diana by his side, than he is as, as a lone crime fighter. The one headache I have about this, though, is Peter Parker. By now, Peter and MJ should be definitely married and raising a family together in continuity. I know that they are in Renew Your Vows and Dark Ages, but in canon, it's the next logical step for them. It's getting very tiresome that Marvel has Peter uh, in his mid-30s by now, but still has him acting like a teenager. They still have him completely scared of commitment to a long-term relationship, and he's always using his persona as Spider-Man as a crutch to get crutch to get out of said commitments i guess personally maybe i'm projecting too much on him i know that for myself i dream of having children and raising a family with a person that i love Aww. as a gay man though i that's a lot harder to come by especially with having children so when i see characters having all that i want but squandering it because comics it kind of puts a ba- really bad taste in my mouth especially for someone that i admire like peter for a guy that's all about responsibility marvel sure does love for him to skirt out responsibilities towards creating a family for himself uh-huh Mm -hmm. anyway i'll get off my soapbox for now and i look forward to hearing y'all's responsibilities take care and talk to y'all soon same bat time same bat channel all the best and much more uh yeah i am with you there uh superman became i I i've always loved superman let's just again if you know me you know i've always loved superman but they took the next logical step for him yes by making him a father yes and i do agree that there is one thing in this in this Spider-Man run, that's kind of like, ma it's just the teenagerification of Spider-Man when it comes to certain things. There's the scene where he is with Black Cat and he's like, oh gosh, Black Cat, does she like me or does she like me like me? And I'm like, bro, you are in your early to mid thirties. Like, I get it. Like, you're a disaster all the time.
3: But come yeah. on, man. Quit being come a man on. child. Come on. Come on. I get
1: it. That's why I really liked the bit where he was like, hey, listen, we keep doing this thing. Like, let me just take the lead on this. Like, I do like that work. aspect of it. I, I love that because and you it was finished
0: a mature, off that scene,
1: it was a mature say, like,
0: thing i did it this is great i'm making a steps forward but instead he's like oh god i can't believe she said yes to me am i gonna look (laughs) nice oh maybe i need to get a corsage yeah (laughs) and it's like ah man like come on come on dude you were so close yeah but i think just in Uh, general we're all in favor of superheroes growing right yes yeah yeah absolutely my
1: my second favorite character of all time is dick grayson and it's because i got to grow with that character same I love that when I was starting off reading comics, I started off reading stuff of him being Robin yeah. and then he grew up and I grew up and now we're both in our, you know, well, I guess he's in his twenties. I'm in my thirties, but he, you is, know, 30 he yeah. is 30 years
0: old. He is 30 years old. It's still New Fifty Two continuity, so he's. not. Doesn't matter. He's still. He is thirty years old. The way <laughs> that Tom King is writing 22. him, he's thirty years old.
2: <laughs> but you know, I, I don't care I, 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 how I
0: much it. Alfred loves that boy. He's not giving a twenty-two-year-old all of his billions of millions of dollars. <laughs> he <laughs> will give a thirty-year-old Dick Grayson that.
1: Listen, can I tell you, boy, do I love being able to see Brenton Thwaites as a 30-something-year-old Dick Yes. I, 100%. They
0: need, they need to slim down that Nightwing costume. He's looking mad ninja turtle. they need
1: the, that's the only bad looking like a real ninja ninja turtle, turtle. <laughs> he's awesome.
0: like he's got this gigantic torso because they have to put armor on nightwing for some reason
1: it's stupid armor, don't put him in armor, armor. Dumbest thing. he looks in like his robin costume they literally show this week that he's like super fast like there's a really awesome fucking fight scene in this week's episode he's fast enough that he doesn't need to be super armored he's fine Weird. he's fine Put him in just the regular Nightwing costume. Like I'm hoping by the end of it, oh he's God. just in like the Nightwing
0: costume from the comics. It's so- Especially like but the But how current- many times what do we do mean- have to earn these yeah. costumes? Yeah. How many times do we have to do that?
1: I, I I mean don't have him earn it. Just, you know, just just put him in. Put him in it. You're right. Just destroy the other one and put him in that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh he does write as well. PS Eric, unless your cat was born in the UK, that's where I adopted Gutter and that was my previous... This duty station. I don't think your cat and my cat came from the same litter. I don't think so either, but never know. They, they did look sus- suspiciously similar. It's a good uh, story. So, but if we ever do meet, I'd love for us to introduce our cats to one another. We can talk shop about comics and they can get to know each other. Don't worry. Gunner's neutered. My cat uh, Babs is also spayed, so don't even worry. We got it's that. new neuter baby. Hell yeah. ban to your pets. Hell and yeah, then our baby. final email comes from Marcel Hines. Marcel. 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 Uh, How often do you get that, Marcel? I just want to ask. So sorry,
3: Um, we like initiated to it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Marcel writes, "Yo, everyone, hope you've all been having a good week so far. By the time you read this, I will have officially turned 30 years old as of recording. Happy birthday,
2: Marcel! Happy
0: birthday, Scorpio brethren! Hell yeah! yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah!" It hardly seems worth seems real the more I think about it, but it's helped put a few things into perspective. My 20s had a lot of ups and downs and more than a few life-changing moments, so I'm a bit anxious for what the tw- 30s will bring, but I also can't help but jump in with both feet at this point. If my 20s had the theme of do what you need to, I'll make the 30s do what you want to. I've had a lot of projects on the back burner for a long time, lots of things I want to do, and I really want to start getting into them. Hopefully, I will be able to update and share them in future letters. Marcel, I love that shit. I... As I've talked about on this podcast and on the Wednesday podcast, I just turned 30 as well. This is the decade of us doing what we want to do. So we are going to. This is our fight song. This is our fight song. This is our independence day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, uh, happy 30th birthday, man. Uh, He writes, first and foremost, I want to give huge props to Eric for last week's uh Geek Explained episode on antonio enoki and the death of superman thank you so much great nice. episode thank you my guy thank great, you great dude he said it was very interesting quite possibly my favorite favorite episode of the wednesday pod thank you as a professional yeah. wrestling fan myself it's always great to find similarities between it and the medium of comics since wrestling takes a lot of inspiration from comics in terms of storytelling gimmicks especially gimmicks an overall presentation feige bring the ucwf into the mcu you coward agreed yeah Uh, Hopefully there will be more wrestling themed episodes in the future. If the mood strikes you, I would love to honestly. Uh, And yes, do a power bong is effing awesome. More people need to read it. Also agreed. Also congrats on landing the commercial. Hopefully more good things come your way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Since he shared some books with us, I'd like to share one as well. Bolero by Wyatt Kennedy and and Luana Vecchio. It's an image book that came out earlier this year and it's easily one of the best comics I've read this year, bar none. Without going too much into detail, the story centers around a young woman named Devon, who, after suffering a very very brad breakup, a very bad breakup, (laughs) finds a key that allows her to travel to parallel universes. The caveat being that she can only do so 53 times. It's only five issues so it won't take too much time to read, but I highly recommend it it is an amazing personal story of love loss depression trauma and what it takes to be okay in your own skin not ashamed to say the series has made me tear up a couple of times hopefully you all will give it a try if you haven't already that sounds fucking awesome yeah blair has been
1: on my list i missed the first issue when it first came out and i've just been meaning to check it out so
0: i will, yeah, I will if do- it's all wrapped hell yeah let's do it uh you know, my question this week is a bit out there it's mostly geared towards Eric but Malcolm and Jacob are more than welcome to answer if you had to start a fictional wrestling company what would you call it and what five comic book characters would you sign first they can be from any universe the only rule starting out is that you need one world champion one female champion one mid card champion and one tag team mine would be called the CDWF cross dimensional wrestling federation and my first signed talents would be 616 Captain America as my world champion excellent taste Cassandra Kane is my female champion excellent taste nightwing is my mid card champion excellent taste and booster gold and blue beetle ted cord as my tag team champions excellent taste very <laughs> eager to hear your responses if you have any all the best marcel uh marcel very quickly it is called the pccw the post-crisis championship wrestling <laughs> and it is a interpromotional wrestling uh federation that happens every single time there is a multiversal threat post the crisis post crisis this championship wrestling everyone is plucked from both universes and when they leave this bubble they do not remember ...what has transpired within the bubble. My World Heavyweight Champion is, of course, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ted Grant. Wildcat! The only choice to be World Heavyweight Champion. He has been undefeated, and for some reason, not even Superman nor Captain America can take him down. My Women's Champion, uh, Queen of the Amazons, her name is Nubia. And she has been running roughshod through the entire Women's Division... ...and has that shit on lock forever. Though, she has uh, some competition... My uh, uh, midcard champion uh, for a long time, it was Captain Boomerang, who somehow held on to that championship, making it the longest reign at a straight up 10 years. However, he was dethroned by Cassandra Kane, who I don't give a fuck about gender divisions, is now my midcard champion. <laughs> she is uh, currently in a triple threat feud with Shang-Chi, as well as um, let's go with... You know, I'll I'll keep Boomerang in the conversation. So it's Shang-Chi, Sandra Kane, and Boomerang in a triple threat for the mid-card champion. And my tag team champions are a stable called the Spider Verse. It's Ben, it's Miles, it's Gwen. They all get to be champion thanks to the Freebird rule, and they defend their titles whenever they want. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I I didn't understand like half of what y'all said. <laughs> We're uh, then gonna move on to the uh, the ps's that Marcel has then, because I know you're gonna have some thoughts on this. I, Jacob, do you have any thoughts,
3: Jacob? Well, I was I was gonna say like I would definitely have like the unbeatable Squirrel Girl as my uh, one of my Marcel champions. I think I would. You, you, Your like, world champion? Yeah, probably world champion would probably nice. be for her Cause because she's unbeatable. She's unbeatable. That's exactly right. Uh, A awesome. uh, tag team. I really love Booster Gold. Oh, you, you said that. Uh yeah, didn't you say it's, that? it's okay. They they can no, share no, no, that. No, really that's, that's more That's that's a
1: good tag team. It's a good oh, It's tag a great team. tag team. Uh
3: because I thought it. of that too. And I was like, God, what are the other ones that I do? I was also gonna say, like, probably Rorschach and, and Ted Cord. Uh that's kind of what I was thinking too. Oh, that's interesting. It's just interesting. like a different dynamic uh between yeah. the two of them. Uh uh, yeah. Uh <laughs> uh golly. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I, that's I really like the
1: most top. recent issue of Flash where it was a wrestling issue. Yes,
3: was- it was so good.
1: <laughs> I really like that. So good. That, that's the most I can say. <laughs> I like that. It's just like I would More have, of that, please. My, I would have Emma be somewhere in my grouping. She because be I like the idea of Emma Frost being a wrestler. She would
0: love the pageantry of it. She absolutely, she would like, she's a wrestling fan for sure. One hundred percent. She's a big fan of Miss Elizabeth. She loves Sherry Martell. Like she, She, that that would be she likes
1: the Bella twins a lot because they're they're funny and they remind her of the uh, of the uh, of the the Cuckoos of the madam's uh, uh oh
0: mastermind jesus mastermind yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> she's like oh, i like them this Dallas that's specifically for you <laughs> yeah that, Dallas,
3: Dallas, that was for Dallas. <laughs> also i throw in spider-man because get him to his roots why not
0: yeah absolutely yeah. fuck you know what yeah there you go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, you go. there there's there's, there's your team. your championship there you go. that's uh, it yeah, all right there all right uh so he writes we ps it. we did it <laughs> uh, he writes ps i see your in space is the best season of power rangers and raise you time force nigga okay <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: listen time force is fucking fire dude oh, yeah. but in space is it's, the best it's the goat yet. it's the goat it closes out the original saga
3: Yes, it's a, if for uh, no other
1: reason. It ties everything all together. If no other reason, that's it's why what, best. Time Force is easily top four,
0: easily hundred percent, no question. That's, time Force is incredibly. Let's, well, let's agree.
3: Fantastic. Let's agree that uh, in space was the uh, the sequel. What the sequel trilogy should have been, basically. <laughs> You know what? In You're not space wrong.
1: absolutely is the last Jedi of, of power Rangers. Yes. And take yeah. that as you will listener. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last Jedi is the best thing that star Wars has done. Uh, it's really a shame era. that
0: they never made a sequel to it.
1: Yeah, it's a real shame. Uh, you know what? I like to think that Andor is kind of like a thematic sequel, even though it's a prequel. Even though it's a f- <laughs> prequel to, you a prequel to two, prequel.
0: two entire trilogies <laughs> and a spinoff. Yeah, but I like, uh, but I like that it carries some of the thematic themes. You're not wrong. Andor is fucking fantastic. Anyway, it's great. Uh, he writes PPS. Congrats on the new podcast, Malcolm. Oh, wow. thank you. He writes, as a black man myself, I am eagerly awaiting what you have to say on what is a criminally overlooked aspect of Hollywood and American cinema in general. Malcolm, let our listeners know about this podcast. Hey, when? thanks. I've been so, waiting to bring it up.
1: Man, that, when did this email come in? Good God. Um, So thank Came you. Literally eight hours ago. Fantastic. Thanks, <laughs> dude. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, months and months and months ago, I alluded to starting a podcast called the Blackbuster Podcast. Uh, I finally started doing it because, uh, hey, little known facts, I don't have a job right now. So, uh, yeah, so I started doing that. Um, basically, we're going to be looking at uh, performances uh, in uh, cinema. Uh, in specifically black cinema in the modern era, and the most important performances. Uh, we started off this week with a timely episode. Uh, started off with talking about Chadwick Boseman's performance as T'Challa in Black Panther, yeah.
2: um,
1: which I think is an underrated performance. Um, I everyone else talks about like everybody else in that movie, and understandably so. It You're makes right. sense. I get into it a little bit in the episode, but it makes sense because, you know, we've already seen T'Challa at that point. We're already familiar with that character, but I think his performance in that movie is super underrated. Uh, I think it's an unbelievable performance, just the still calmness and what he brings to a stereotypical uh, Afro-Stoicism is awesome. So, yeah, um, it's like a 20-minute episode. Give a listen, blockbuster. You know, if you like it, come back for more. We're going to do short little seasons. Next week's episode is going to be talking about Lupita Nyong'o as Adelaide and Red in Us, which is a performance that I think was uh, completely snubbed by the Oscars that year. Totally agree. Totally Uh, agree. One of two black performances I think were snubbed at the Oscars that year.
0: (laughs) You are not wrong, my friend.
1: Because it's that and then another one that we will absolutely cover, Viola Davis in Widows. Yeah. Yes, bitch. two fantastic fucking performances um but yeah so uh thanks thanks for thanks for the good words
0: yeah go follow blackbuster podcast on spotify go listen to that first episode go listen to all the episodes that he's going to be putting out uh yeah yeah. you love malcolm i love malcolm we love malcolm go listen to more malcolm he's okay hey don't you fucking talk about my friend like that Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But that's going to do it for this week. So (laughs) next week, we are jumping into volume five of Ultimate Comics Spider Man entitled Spider Man No More. (laughs) Synopsis goes like this Spider Man No More. In addition, with a question mark this time, in addition (laughs) to the proportionate strength of a spider, Miles Morales can climb walls, turn invisible, and fire Venom blasts. He's even got a new set of web shooters used by Peter Parker himself, but none of it prevented his mother's death or spared his father from a life-changing injury in a brutal fight against Venom. Miles is convinced he caused the tragedy, so in an emotionally... Emotion filled decision, he has put away the costume, swearing never to fight a Spider Man again. But two new super powered teenagers, Cloak and Dagger, have emerged. And when the Taskmaster breaks up their fight with the juvenile delinquent bombshell,
2: innocent lives
0: are at stake. It's a job for someone with great power and great responsibility, but Miles Morales is, is Spider Man no more. This sounds like it's got all the makings of the best Spider-Man volume so far. I love that shit. We got Cloak and Dagger. We got Taskmaster. We've got our girl. Bobshell is back. It's going to be great. So uh, next week is going to be Ultimate Comics Spider-Man issues 23 through 28. Make sure you read those. Uh, We will see you right back here for that volume. Be there or be square. Not a circle. But... For the Geeksplained Book Club, I've been Eric Kazana. I've been Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. Everybody stay safe. Go see Wakanda Forever if you haven't. I can't wait to fucking watch this movie. And we will see you next time.
3: ha
2: <laughs> <laughs> What was that, Jacob? Um. <laughs>
1: Jacob had mad energy like what's his name in She-Hulk when he's like Wakanda forever.
0: We're gonna talk. I do have one like large problem with it, but we'll we'll get into it in the episode. I
3: think I I think I know what your what what the problem is, but but I want to hear what you say because like Eric, did you get some PTSD? Because I got some PTSD, like um, and you'll know the moment. it's it's the moment. Uh It's the moment that happened, and I. It's pretty similar to something else. I (laughs) really felt it, and it was just bad. I was just like, no, don't. No, to this. I don't want this. I don't no. want this again. I know what
1: Eric's thing that he hates is is that you see Gwen face again.
3: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. That's exactly-
1: I literally laughed at it panel because I was like, oh shit, I forgot that we see it again. I, I don't- like
3: screamed in my bed as I was like, <laughs> as I woke up.
0: I wish all right, we're starting the episode. Tweet. We're starting the episode. I don't want to talk about this. We're starting the episode.
2: Here we go. <laughs>